Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Dom Fisher, and today I have with me two familiar faces. The first you've seen in Born to Kill, Peaky Blinders, and Knots and Crosses, while the other you've seen in uh, Bad Day for the Cut, Behold the Lamb, I Never Cry, and Game of Thrones. Here today to talk about their upcoming movie, Boys from County Hell, which premieres on April 22nd on Shudder. Welcome, Jack Rowan and Nigel O'Neill. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Great, hello there. Cheers for having us, Dom. Yeah, Absolutely. I appreciate you guys for taking the time. Uh, so I think first I'll jump off with uh, how you guys been doing during this whole pandemic. You know, it's affected everyone. Yeah, I say it's been mental, man, but it feels like we're, we're on the... We're on the last stretch now, you know, looking toward there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's yeah, it's been stressful for everyone, but I suppose, you know, from a personal point of view, it's been, I don't know, I've just tried to enjoy every day, give myself enough to get up for and focus on, even if it's something like something like even a video game. Do you know what I mean? Or it's something to just get your focus on. Uh, but now, like, you know, we're in a new year, ready to go with like actually life, you know. Yeah. I agree. It was a good time to reflect on things and just slow down for a bit, you know, just because life is very fast and very quick and, you know, it's just crazy. So it didn't do any harm that way, you know, but it's, I think we've all had enough enough of it now, really. So, <laughs> but as, as Jack says, it's laid down in the tunnel. So hopefully we're, we're, we're going somewhere. Uh, all been well. Uh, we're getting there. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird thing. Cause uh, you know, it's one of the, I think recently I noticed that, it's it was bad but then there, you, you found the good in it where you could focus on things you couldn't focus on before so it's kind of you know there was a lot of silver linings that i didn't think there would be there beforehand we have to adapt right you know we just have to adapt as uh, as time goes on but i feel like as we'll all kind of n- not take things for granted perhaps so much when we have that normality back even simple things like sitting somewhere and having a meal with a friend like they're the things that perhaps we would have taken for granted beforehand but not definitely not now (laughs) yeah it's definitely uh gonna be a different world from here on out uh so i'll give a quick synopsis of the film uh strange events unfold in six mile hill a sleepy irish town that claims to have been traveled by the famed author bram stoker when construction on a new road disrupts the uh, alleged grave of Arbatok, a legendary Irish vampire said to have inspired Dracula. Deadly and sinister forces terrorize the work crew led by Francie Moffat and his son, Eugene, a free-spirited young man who prefers pints to pickaxes, and they're forced (laughs) to fight to survive the night while exposing the true horror that resides in the town's local myth. It's a long synopsis, but I got it. <laughs> um, I love the way so, you say Eugene, Dom. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the pickaxes. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> true in real life as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but prior to the the film, were you guys a fan of horror literature or film? Me, I prefer, like, I, I like the sort of um, you know, Friday the 13th, Halloween, all that stuff, you know. I really love that sort of slasher movie where there's one crazy guy on the loose, you know. I much prefer that. In terms of supernatural horror, I try and stay away from that, man. I, it, I think they're, they're the ones that actually scare me the most, but I am sort of a, a fan of the ones where I can kind of go, yes, yeah, it's, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to, I used to like the old Hammer uh, horror films. It was, um, they were English, they made in, uh, an English studio was way years ago in the, in the 60s, probably, I think it was. Uh, they're they old type horror, very theatrically type, but it was, it was just something enjoyable. But I do, I do like all sorts of horror, more so years ago. Not, uh, I don't watch as much as now as what I used to, but um, I do, with this and all, it's been more interesting to explore that more of this crazy movie. It's nice and, to watch horror with someone, you know. It's, yeah. it's much yeah. better to watch it with someone. You can at least lean on someone's shoulder. I see. I've always kind of like, I guess I don't want to say embodied, but I've always been a big horror fan. So I kind of relish the moments where I'm in the house alone, lights off, and kind yeah. of sit in it. Um, with whether it's good for me or not. Um, <laughs> and and Nigel, you're from Northern Ireland, correct? Yes, I'm indeed. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I looked up the um, Arbor Talk and I didn't realize that that was actually a folklore that really like the movie kind of opened up my eyes a little bit to like, when I looked it up, I was like, oh, this is a some folklore that existed. And I know uh, prior to that, I had um, read Carmilla, which is also by an Irish author. Um, so with Dracula, this the Dracula lore along with that, is that like an open wound in Ireland where you feel like we didn't get the credit for this story that blew up and, you know? Uh, well, it's, we have lots of folklore over here in Ireland. There's lots of things like a banshee. Did you ever hear that of a banshee? Mm -hmm. all that? Sort of things like there's lots of that sort of goes on and uh, I don't know what, I don't know what I believe, don't know if I believe in it or anything, but it's, um, it's, I don't know, I don't know if we've missed it or not, but uh, Ireland's got loads of different towns, but towns in different ways, I don't know. Uh, in many ways, so I, I, I don't know what um, where the whole we've got uh, Dracula. Uh, the, the writer from Dracula is not right. They were they're actually were from was Irish, as far as I remember. Yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. We missed out on many thing over here, but I don't know. Maybe that's another thing. I don't know. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Jack? Had you had you heard of uh, this? You know, Irish vampire pre uh, prior to the movie? No, not prior to the movie. I hadn't heard of it, but upon like getting the part and stuff, I sort of looked it up, but I didn't take much focus on it really. It didn't, because I suppose I more wanted to focus what was on the page. And these two fellas, Eugene and, and Francie, they sort of learn as they go on how to deal with this vampire. And you'd think chopping its head off would do the trick. No, it doesn't. You'd think sunlight, hopefully. Bram Stoker left us in the lurch, put it that way. And all this habitat. So, you know, I, yeah, I didn't know about it before. and But also didn't really take much didn't really study it too much because I feel like to our story to where we were it didn't really matter too much because it feels like in this town we're famous for this thing you know but we're all like I don't know <laughs> even the characters don't know about it yeah. so yeah yeah I think that's kind of the beauty of of the movie right is that 
it's we're all kind of learning about this new thing while also referencing Dracula because that's the most popular vampire we know. And then, like you said, none of the stuff in Dracula works yeah. on this vampire. Um, and your your characters have a, have a great chemistry that I think a lot of um, father and sons can kind of relate to because you know the uh, especially if there's a, a a bigger age gap, you know, you have your you know uh, your salt of the earth dad who's like, look, you gotta be a man. And then you have like the new wage son who's like, I mean, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know if I want to do this. So Jack, you know, is there anything that uh, you relate to with your character? Absolutely, I relate to a lot from him. As I say, I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'd say it's a good thing. But my dad is actually from Northern Ireland as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So my dad is like, I don't know, the way the characters are written, it's very true to sometimes how Irish, you know, father and son can bicker. And funny enough, my grandparents live only five minutes from Nigel in like the smallest town possible in, in Ireland, you know. So it was, all, it was almost quite poetic that me and Nigel were father and son because we're from this tiny little place. And we sort of we clock the, the mannerisms of the characters and it comes to us very easily. Um, but yeah, man, I just yeah, I enjoyed every second of, uh, of, of playing Eugene. And it was fun in the past. I've done a lot of serious stuff a lot of dark stuff. So it was fun to actually whip on uh, the messy overalls and just be a little bit of an idiot and be someone that I enjoy being that idiot. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'd go back and I wouldn't change a thing. It was the fun, most fun I've ever had on a job. What about you, Nigel? Did you relate to your character at all? Very much so. Um, well, I am a father and I have a daughter, same age as Jack, so I, and I have a son as well. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Francie and Eugene, there's characters that got, I see characters that all over the years. I would have, um, when I was younger, my dad used to have old trucks and it would take them to garages to get them repaired. And there would be a father uh, working, a grumpy father who was just, they always, mechanics who work with trucks always seemed to be in bad form. And uh, <laughs> their son, their sons that um, are helping them out, not by choice because the father says, you know, come you out here and help me and this, uh, do this work. And, and then there's shouting at each and this. So I, I could see this from a young age. I could I could uh, relate to it. So uh, it was fun to then explore that when you know we get a chance to play it because uh, and it was so good with Jack and all the fact that his parents are just or his grandparents are just literally a mile from here. It was so bizarre when I found that out. And it was lovely, but you know because I know his grandfather, and uh, so we have this connection already. So uh, and we had I believe we had this lovely connection. We all had. From the first read through, it was just, it, it was so magical. It was just, a, it was, as Jack says, it was such the, the loveliest job you could have been on. It was just every day you'd, you'd look forward, you jumped out of bed. Great, what are we going to do today? We're chopping off heads, or are we going to, are we going <laughs> to cut off legs, or are we going to kill this? It's great. Either or. I'm happy. Either either or, or drive through a town. One of the best fun parts was driving through a town on a dump truck. That was just, I felt, like, I felt like I was six years old, you know. You still see people looking out their window like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> sure. we're, just, we're just leaning on this thing like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's great. You can feel that that chemistry, which, and that's crazy that that's why I was, uh, part of the reason why I was there. Um, so with there being that much chemistry, you guys being that close, was there any kind of pranks or hijinks that went on uh, on the set while you were uh, shooting? I'd say so, especially oh, when uh, Michael Hawke was around, the guy who played SP. Yeah. He is, he is exactly like that. You know, <laughs> if anything, he's worse than that. Do you know what I mean? He's, do you know what I mean? He's even... So 
but that, that you know what Chris Bohr, who directed and wrote the movie, like he allowed us, he set a nice um, environment where everybody was free to take risks and everyone was free to have fun. And as you say, sometimes when that does get, uh, when you sh- when you see that on screen, it's kind of a good thing that there is that relaxedness there, there is them jokes. And yeah, I'd say we were all we were always serious. Don't get me wrong. Whenever we had to be, um, but when you know, we also had fun with it. Yeah, and I think there's a, a certain uh, ref- like a refreshing feeling when I see uh, any kind of Irish comedy, and I, I realize that it's coming more to the forefront. And I've seen recent like a couple of recent Irish movies, and I'm like, so you know, this is the the Irish's time to shine, you know, to to show this comedy and. So what do you guys think that, um, and I'll start with you, Nigel, what do you think um, kind of sets Irish comedy apart from uh, the rest of the world? It's, it's very, uh, well, uh, Irish humor is very different than I think at all. It's sort of humor. It's all very, it's also there's English humor, there's American humor, everything's different, but Irish humor, I don't know what it is. We take a lot of, uh, we take the piss out of ourselves, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. And, uh, that, that comes across, I think, a lot in, in the film. You know, the, the, there's, a, there's a lovely balance, I think, with uh, humor and horror. You know, there's, there's not too much of one or not too much of the other. There's a fine balance. You know, you're going along one minute, you're laughing at this, and then there's a serious scene here. And uh, so that's, that's, a, that's a nice balance as well. And we can, uh, we, we, don't, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Well, I don't think we do. I mean, maybe some of us do, but uh, I, don't, I don't think we do over here. We're not too bad, I think. Yeah, so it's a good, it's a good place to be, man. Yeah. As I said, I grew up. I grew up. I grew up in England, but I always loved going to Ireland. You know, summer, summer holidays and stuff like that. So actually, being able to go and do a movie in Ireland, it almost felt like I was connecting to them roots and connecting back to a place I hold so close to myself. And as Nigel said, the humour. I think there's also a lot of humour in the unsaid. The sort of like some an Irish person perhaps would watch our movie and clock a lot of nuances that they notice themselves in everyday life even as nigel said the mechanic his him and his son just that bickering you see it probably every every day probably especially small towns as well yeah. i find in small towns everyone knows each other you can't yeah. walk down the street and without being introduced to someone especially with someone like my granddad my granddad is like so you know you'd think he's 25 you know he's got so much energy he's always wearing shorts even though it's cold and like you can't even walk down a small town without oh come and see you know come and meet this guy you know and, and you're still there chatting but yeah good place and so the small town brings me to uh, my next question um so the one thing i like about horror is it's able to tackle um important societal issues um in a way that's palatable and whether it's like cautionary tales or some kind of monster and I think this movie does a um, good job of the undertones of um, economic growth or gentrification uh, to a small town where, you know, where there's the, the people and the land or it's their historical sites. Um, and that kind of uh, the social commentary of that being the thing that's happening a, a lot of different places where 
you feel like, hey, this is where I grew up. My parents grew up here. And now you're going to take it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Way or change it. Um, did you guys uh, catch it? And did you experience any of those type of things uh, growing up uh, in, uh, say, small towns? Well, me, not so much. I, I grew up in a city, you know, even, even right now talking to you guys, like I'm in the heart of it, you know? So my growing up, very different to that, you know, but going to Ireland, going to a small town, whenever I used to travel there, it was so different to, to London. Um, but as you say, people are very proud, you know, of where they come from. And, and I think that's a good thing. And with Six Mile Hill in our story, which is obviously a fictional town, they're very proud of, of even if they don't know much about it, they're very proud of the Abitak story. And, very, and I think that is something that shines through. And even if sometimes you live in a town that perhaps can almost have you with one hand tied behind your back, it stops you having opportunity. I think if you talk to anyone, they'd still be proud of it. Um, and I think the greatest stories are always those who come from a small place and spread their wings. And, and you know, me and Nigel are putting Coke on the map. That's our, town, that's our little town that we're from in, in Northern Ireland. We're putting that on the map. <laughs> There'll be statues of us there one day. <laughs> I think I answered the question. I think so. <laughs> oh, well. Well, I, I grew up in here. We, we live um, just outside the village or the town of Koch. And uh, it's, we're out in the countryside here. So it's a different experience again. Um, just, it was just our family here and my brothers. And we sort of had our own sort of just bubble as such, you know what I mean? So all our friends would have been at school or whatever. But, you know, because um, uh, we, as I say, we're, we're a drive into the village. We're out in the countryside. But, it's, uh, but I know that. That feeling. you're still proud of where you come from you know you're always proud to say you're from here or whatever from Ireland or Coke or whatever the case may be you know it's uh, it's uh, it's a nice thing you know what I mean it's where you grow up it's where you're connected to it's where you where, you're, where your your soul is you know what I mean it's a funny thing but it's um, it's no matter when you're away thinking about it, Ireland well everybody's the same probably but when you're away somewhere you go to all these beautiful places and cities and great places but you always you always so when you get back home again, it's always it's maybe this when you maybe it's because you get older. I don't know what it is, but when you get home again, it's just nice to be home. You feel grounded, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think you know. I guess that as cliche as it is, home is where the heart is. It, it always holds true. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you get times when you're as you said away from it, but that could be the case with the city. Like I miss London so much to the point where. When I'm away, I even miss the walk home from like the kebab shop, you know? I mean, which before being away, you're like, oh, look at this walk, can't be asked. Do you know what I mean? But then as soon as you're away, you're like, no, I miss that little detail that, that makes you feel, as you say, home is where the heart is. Cliches are cliches because they're true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think one of the, the most standout scenes in the movie uh, is the opening scene. And it kind of sets you up for like, oh, this is going to get real. Um, are there any, without giving away too much, are there, uh, do you guys have any favorite scenes of yours? And I'll start with you, Jack. 
Um, I'm trying. I mean, everything. Like as I said before, get. I think Nigel mentioned it. Every day you sort of you read a scene, you're like, oh come on, I can't wait to actually do that. So for me, the whole movie is kind of like that. I love as one big scene. I'll, I'll cheat and go one big <laughs> scene. I love it. Um, but I do like I do like the sort of we get up to quite a lot of mischief and quite a lot of um, action sequences. And I did enjoy the action sequences, the sort of perhaps where the, the focus is not so much on the acting and the words, it's more about the physicality. And just like you can get home after a, after a long day and just go, man, I fought a vampire today. Or, or I, I, I was walking around, my mind prop was a baseball bat. You know, you're just like, these are things you can't do in, in normal life. <laughs> So yeah, I just enjoyed the many action sequences that that we we did, and there's a lot of them. A lot of no, it's quite a physical movie for us, for me. For I was I was wrecked after it all, but it was great. Uh, as, as Jack says, all the physical scenes were you know, and uh, we got to go down these shoots and all. Do you remember that, Jack? Oh, go down the yeah. shoot and all these sort of things. <laughs> <laughs> there was a scene where fighting the vampire, and it was great. And there's a pulling and, and there's stunt guys there and he's telling you, you can do this and do that all there and you're you're tied to ropes and all, all that stuff is brilliant you know you never would dream you'd get to do all these things uh so it was it was just crazy you know it was brilliant it was just a great life experience it really was and that's that stuff like kind of creates stories like you're sitting there watching it with friends or family and then me and nigel can at least go man do you know what we are that's us going down that shoe <laughs> Don't get it twisted, you know, that's us doing that, you know, well, that's us on that um, digger, as we mentioned yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. And just the sort of, we watch it on screen and it's like many, like, like many movies you watch on screen, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's just two people doing that. But you're able to go, no, we were attached with ropes and this and that. We, and I just think it's cool to be a, be a nerd and be a geek as, you know, this is geek vibe. So this is a great, <laughs> you know, platform where you go, you know, oh, you you almost get like a kid again. You're like, this is what we did and we had to do this and that. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of filming. There was stunt guys there. There was these guys who looked similar to me and Jack, you know, our build. And me and Jack would say, well, we're, we're doing this, we're doing this. We were simple. There was no big massive scenes where we're hanging up building or anything, but there were simple little things where you could have got hurt or whatever, but they were so good. They, they, they showed us what to do and how to do it safely. And uh, we, we, were just, uh, we were just mad to get out. Real yeah. up for it. Realize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's weird to watch a any kind of horror movie and afterwards be like, that was a fun movie. And yeah. then you know, people look at you like it's a fun movie. You're like, ah, you have to see it. I don't I don't know how to you know describe it all the way. Um, because yeah, I, I had a great time watching it. Um, is there anything that surprised you on set? Like when you first saw what you saw, you know, the the, the vampire uh because I know it kind of caught me off guard a little bit, and it doesn't, doesn't happen very often. But I wasn't—I didn't know—I um, didn't have any kind of frame of reference for what it might look like. And then I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, so did you? When you first saw it, did it kind of creep you out? Any? It did. You know what? <clears throat> it, it is creepy, man. And and the guy Robert, his name was, bless him. He was in makeup for hours upon hours. You know, like it, it was a even. You know, we only use the the guy for a certain amount of time, but. Each time he had to do a scene, it was eight hours in, probably four hours to take off. So a lot of effort went in. But that's, you know, that's the thing with, with Boys from County Hill from day one. It always knew what it was. It absolutely was true to itself. It doesn't try to be anything it's not. And I think that's why it's it's perfect. And I think Abitak was something they had to get perfect. 
And uh, I'll never, I'll never get this image out of my head. We were all sitting there, and the sun was shining, and, and Abatax just chilling there in the sun, just like yeah. <laughs> and that's another, another cool moment of, I suppose, filming. You can go, yeah, he looks all tough now, but he wasn't, he wasn't five minutes before that. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. No, it's great. Um. So I think I, I'll round it up a little bit. Um. So with there being uh, such chemistry and uh, on set and you have your, you know, one generation, another generation, uh, with you two being, having to work so close with each other, is there anything that you guys uh, learned from each other? You know, a veteran actor to, you know, five, six years in uh, with Jack. Well, I was always in awe of Jack. You know, I was always... Um... Jack's half my age and uh, so every day I was just in awe of how he prepares for each scene and how he works as an actor and uh, we and him would be sitting laughing or, or our heads off one second and then next we had a serious scene next and he was he was there like that so it's, it's beautiful to watch other actors giving you so much giving you so much that it makes what you do then easy to to, to react off that so um I, I was surprised. Everybody on the set was great, but Jack and I had a lot of scenes together. And uh, every day, it was just uh, you know, it was giving me so much to, to to work off and to react to. And it was, and then with that, with the guidance of Chris and all, and, and putting it all the our director putting that all together, it just to me, it felt it was some lovely moments we had. You know, we had one of our uh, my favorite scenes is one of the the, the final scene we have where I don't want to give it away, but where where. And Francie gets injured, shall we say? Uh, that to me that was lovely. It was it was very uncomfortable where we were, and it was a tough it was a tough couple of days. But it was uh, it was lovely. It was nice between between the two characters. I thought I thought it was nice. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. And vice versa, man. Like you yeah. know, you get to work with different people, all different ages from all different parts of the world, and you know like you get to watch and take things in and, and learn stuff, even if you don't end up using it yourself. It's nice to, as Nigel said, see how different people prepare. And, you know, I've I always felt like me and, me and Nigel had a, had a great connection and, and I, I love him, you know, I do. I, I love him so much. You know, I'm, very, I'm actually very proud again, I say it again, but the town we come from in Northern Ireland is so small and so petite, you know? And I just think immediately from that moment, I remember we were sharing a pint of Guinness at the hotel we were staying at and we were like kids the way we were like, no way, you wait, you live, you live there. And, and we got the maps up. And I think just immediately every day, like on sets, age and position in life, they don't matter. You know, people just get on. And, and when you're a nice person, you know, you, you get on with people. And yeah, no, I love Nigel. I love everyone yeah. that I worked with. On that love show. you too, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love you, mate. <laughs> I love you too, Dom. Love you too. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess lastly, um, I'll go back to you, Jack. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm I'm on Instagram. Uh, that's the one I use mainly. I try. I don't really use too much social media. I'm on it, but I don't use it that much. Instagram's the one I use the most. So it's Jack Jack O Rowan. And, um, you know, if you search up Jack Rowan, it will come up. And I'm the same on Twitter, Jack Rowan. But I don't really use Twitter. It's not for me. Um, but, yeah, Instagram mainly. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not a great social media person, but I'm on all those things as well. I'm on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook. I have a Facebook page as well. But again, I'm not, I'm not a great, I'm just, I just like to look about and see things that I'm interested in. Um, I'm very boring that way. So, but that's, that's where I am. <laughs> I, I feel you both I understand it's uh social media is very hard. If you, if you want to be, you know, active and try to, uh, in, you know, influence, uh, it's a very hard thing to do. And I'm, I'm in the same way. I kind of more of a, I look and every once in a while I'll say anything, say something, but it's, it's exhausting, honestly. <laughs> I was going to say something that's you know, controversial. I'm always concerned. Should I write this? Or, you know? Yeah. That's why I prefer Instagram because you can sort of uh, at least see pictures and at least see someone's life through pictures. You, you yeah. get, uh, I'm not really one for Twitter. I, I kind of not really a political person nor a, a serious person. I like to be quite naive and you know, ignorant <laughs> in a good way, you know? So Twitter sometimes scares me just so, so I don't even have the app, but I'm on it. Um, you know, the, the worst thing they could have done is verify me because now they can't take that, they can't take that away. So now I don't have to do anything on it. You know what I mean? It's because it's there, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, main, I like Instagram though. I like Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you guys stopping by um, and taking the time out. Um, this is, really fun um and i, I know it's gonna sound weird but i love accents man and I, the irish and, and british accents always been a, a, a favorite and i did a, a, a ancestor not that long ago i'm like six percent irish you know so like I'm <laughs> yeah and I, was, I just really like i really like your accent as well dom like I, i'm the i'm the same as you like accents i always love accents you know because yeah. Yeah, Sorry, this man is brilliant. He's brilliant at accents. He was able to mimic anybody on set. This is Jack. So, uh, you know, he really is a top class actor. And he's, this, these accents were brilliant. And this, no. Oh, accents are special as well. Accents are special because, where, you know, I would walk down the street or Nigel would walk down his dorm in wherever we live. And we sort of sometimes forget that to other people in the world, our accent is so exciting and magical. <laughs> Same for me. I, I love America anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Ireland, Welsh, Scottish, anything. I just love listening to accents. They're very musical. Um, and as Nigel said, I, I like to imitate a few. <laughs> <laughs> where are you, Dom? Where, where are you out there, Dom? Uh, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. I love Tennessee. Been to Memphis a couple of times. Yeah, it's great. I, and I, I lived in Utah for... Uh, part of my childhood so like I don't really have a southern accent completely and I don't really have like a, a west coast accent so no one ever knows where I'm from the, in America unless I tell them so it's kind of fun I can just kind of like yeah I'm from Minnesota you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great um, but yes everyone check out uh, Boys of County Hill uh, April yeah. 22nd Shutter. yeah go watch it it's it's great it's a, it's a fun time. It's where does that sounds? But if you love horror like I love horror, you'll love the movie. And once again, I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time. Tom, it's lovely to meet you, talk to you, and thank you very much for everything. Absolute pleasure, Tom. Thank you. Yeah. You.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.